0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies fall to the Blue Jays despite a strong start from Zach Wheeler. We'll look at the positives and negatives. Can Aaron Nola equal that performance tonight? And hopefully the Phillies can bounce back with a win. We'll discuss. And also, we got to talk about Sir Anthony Dominguez and how important getting him right could be for the playoff push. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are locked on Phillies your daily philadelphia phillies podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for taking the time to check us out today. Really appreciate it. Make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you uh, listen on podcasts, leaving comments there, subscribing to the YouTube. Really appreciate anyone who does that. Very simple. Just. Click the subscribe button in the top right corner of the channel page for Locked on Phillies on YouTube. I think that's the best way to consume Locked on Phillies. Really the visual element does add a bunch to it. You get to see my facial expressions and everything kind of put a face to the voice. Uh, if you will, and subscribing gives you notifications when new episodes are posted and everything like that. So uh, really appreciate everyone doing that. Uh, of course, you've heard me for two years now as the host of Locked on Phillies and uh, hopefully more years to come, plenty more years to come. But last night, uh, let's jump into what went on with the Philadelphia Phillies because it was uh, it was just kind of one of those games, right? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's uh, it rarely happens with the Philadelphia Phillies, but one of those kind of, ah, uh, okay, they lost that one. Uh, I had a conversation earlier this morning on the radio, at 97.5 The Fanatic, on the John show. and we kind of discussed why it seems like this fan base reacts to losses so much stronger this year than we react to wins and part of it is just like the natural inclination of a sports fan when you see a loss you have uh, more visceral reaction to it and memories of it forever like i can tell you about uh, eagles losses from last year i i can't really tell you all about all the eagles wins and part of that was because there's more but like last year do I remember the Philadelphia 76ers playoff games where they beat the Boston Celtics more, or do I remember game six and seven where they choked away a series? And for the Phillies, uh, the World Series, uh, I mean, yeah, I remember all those games really well, but I could tell you everything about the game four no-hitter and everything about Rob Thompson's situation and his decision to uh, pull Zach Wheeler, not to go down a painful memory lane. My point is just people remember the losses more than they remember the wins. And that's true for a lot of them, because the Phillies have had a lot of tough losses this year. And last night, it wasn't really one of those tough losses. It was just kind of a loss. The Philadelphia Phillies lose 2-1 to to the Toronto Blue Jays. And part of the reason why that loss was so easy to stomach was Zach Wheeler was absolutely incredible last night up there in Toronto. Velocity looked solid. The breaking stuff was really, really good. Uh, And he ends up with a final line just to show you what he did on the night. Seven innings pitched. Only three hits allowed, one run, one earned, four walks, which is not great. But, I mean, yeah, that's fine. You'll, you'll get away with that if you go seven innings with one earned a run. Five strikeouts. You'd like to see a couple more strikeouts there, a couple less walks. Bottom line, he got the job done. He cleared seven innings for you uh, where he took care of business. And, yeah, he put the Phillies in a good position to win this one. Unfortunately for the Philadelphia Phillies, um, you say Kikuchi did similar for the Toronto Blue Jays. Six innings pitched, four hits, one run, one earned for him. Seven Ks, no walks. The no walks being uh, definitely something that is uh, more beneficial to the team than the four walks that Wheeler had. But here's the thing, right? The Phillies jumped out to a lead, actually, in this one. Uh, they went up one nothing on a Johan Rojas RBI double, and that put the Philadelphia Phillies up. And it was late in this one when they finally scored. I mean, it was the sixth inning. And then in the, uh, the bottom of the sixth, uh, George Springer hit an RBI single to center, score Whitmerfield, and that made a one-one. It's like, ah man, they fight back. I, I said coming into the series how similar the Blue Jays are to the Phillies. Well, that's something the Phillies have been doing really well: is bouncing back when other teams score on them. Well, the Blue Jays bounce back from the Phillies scoring, and you're like, okay, well one-one, got to find a way to scrape another one across against the Blue Jays bullpen that's been pretty darn solid at points this year, and is pretty solid looking right now. And, yeah, that's just a good, tight baseball game. Like, at that point in the sixth inning, when it became one-to-one, you're like, okay, well, Wheeler's already given you a good start. The offense has been quiet. I'm looking much more at the offense of figuring this out than I am at worrying about, like, Wheeler because he's been outstanding. And, unfortunately, Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in the game and loads the bases, and then he hits Cavin Vigio in the foot with the bases loaded to walk in the game-winning run in the eighth inning. The Phillies couldn't score in the eighth or the ninth, and – you end up losing two to one. I mean, it's just tough. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez was tough. Kyle Schwarber made a well, didn't make a play that could have gotten you out of that inning. A play that he shouldn't have had to dive for and left that he ended up diving for because he didn't read it well. And I get it. Line drive hit right at you. I played outfield for years and years. Uh, baseball, softball, everything. I I love being out there in the outfield. I feel uh, I wonder if I fielded. Hundreds of thousands, but definitely thousands of fly ball opportunities. I know those line drives hit right at you. They're very, very difficult to read. A lot better fielders than I have been made to look silly by balls like that. But still, as a major league outfielder, a plus major league outfielder makes that play. An average major league outfielder probably makes that play. Kyle Schwarber is a below average major league outfielder. He doesn't make the play. That kills you. Uh, that puts you in a position for Sir Anthony Dominguez to give up runs. So so that's rough. But the thing I'm looking at more is just the offense by the Philadelphia Phillies. The top of the order was too quiet last night. Schwarber was over four. Bone was over four. Harper was over four. Castellanos was over four. And listen to these numbers, right? Schwarber, three strikeouts. Bone one strikeout. Harper, two strikeouts. Castellanos, three strikeouts. That's what killed you. Top of your lineup. The top four guys in your lineup were combined over for, what is that, 16 with... Nine strikeouts. You can't get the job done that way. Uh, not to mention, so Stott was one for two. Okay, cool. Turner was 0 for three. Bermuda was 0 for three. And Mundo Sosa was the only guy who had a good day at the plate. He was two for two with a run score. Um, Jake Cave, pinch hit, was 0 for one. Yohan Roas, one for three with that RBI double. I mean, the bottom of the order uh, really kept you in this game. But the big guys, they didn't show up. And the offense has been quiet lately. it's just... It's not a troubling trend yet. It's just a bad stretch, and you got an opportunity to bounce back tonight. Uh, and you're facing Kevin Gossman, who is a gettable pitcher. We're going to talk about that coming up. Even though he's been having a solid year, we'll run through the numbers and everything there. And you got Aaron Nola on the mound. You got to trust he's going to throw the ball well again for a second straight start. I'm not freaking out about the offense. I'm just saying, okay, guys, been a rough stretch here. Time to break out. Like you could, you really use this game so you don't get swept by the Blue Jays. You split a series up there. You come back home and you, you feel good about what you did in Toronto, the way you ended the series. I'd much rather a team win the second game of a series than the first game. If you're going to split a two-game series, take the second one. Come back with some momentum. Build off of something rather than winning one, losing one, coming back feeling, ah, we let a sweep get away from us. So a good opportunity tonight. And the plus side, right? We're going to get more into the negatives a little bit later on, uh, and I just went through everything with the offense. Uh, the Blue Jays are a good team, though, so it's hard for me to be like super worked up about losing that game. The way they lost it is another thing. Hitting a batter with the bases loaded coming out of the bullpen, not good. Cash forber defensively, not good. The offense not producing, especially those top guys, not good. But Zach Wheeler, if you get that type of effort for him come postseason time, when hopefully your offense doesn't completely not show up, if the offense doesn't show up, it doesn't matter either way. But they've been good really good at points this year and the offense I mean look at the names they've got enough track record to tell you that they should be better than that come postseason time but if Zach Wheeler who has struggled at points this year gives you that type of performance through the postseason the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be a tough team to beat and if Aaron Nola comes out tomorrow tomorrow tonight <laughs> and takes care of business the same way you're feeling a lot better right now about what your playoff rotation could look like I know it's a Day-by-day, week-by-week basis with the starting rotation. But they've got really good guys. The question is just can they be consistently really, really good? And last night, Zach Wheeler was that. So that's an encouraging thing to see. Just go take the game tonight. We get out of Toronto, no harm, no foul, and uh, and everything's good there. By the way, game tonight, 7.05, 7.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between the Phillies and uh, Blue Jays. Can't talk today. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. So you can certainly go ahead and check that all out with our friends over at Sirius XM. And it should be a good one. We're going to talk about that game coming up and what Aaron Nolan needs to do and what we're looking for offensively from the Philadelphia Phillies and who I think is poised to break out. All that good stuff coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked On Phillies. First, though, I need to tell you about one of our newest sponsors, all right? This is called Bunches, and I think it's just an awesome, awesome idea. So this is for you, Locked On Phillies fans or fans of any MLB team or fans of Major League Baseball in general or fans of sports in general. It's all encompassing, but I've got to tell you about this new app called Bunches. So basically what it is, it's a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time, all right? What you do is you're going to click the link in the show notes for this show. It's the description to the podcast as well. So you just go down to the description tells you what I'm talking about today. There will be a little bit of a link down there for you to check out for Bunches. Uh, Or you can go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. And I'm telling you, you're going to absolutely love the way this works and the conversations with other Locked On Sports fans. Uh, Right now, like the best way to go about it, without bunches is you'd have to hop on twitter or x or whatever it's called these days or instagram or something and there's a whole timeline of people talking about who knows what Uh, this that and the other thing news politics a different sport besides the one you want to talk about uh their day what they're having for dinner it's all over the place and listen i love that as much as the next guy but bunches is so much better for focused conversation on sports i mean Locked on MLB group chat is on Bunches. You can go there now and connect to other baseball fans, chat about your favorite team, keep up with the latest MLB news. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode? Well, you could chat about it in the Locked on MLB, uh, bunch on Bunches. So you hop in there and you're like, Yo, did you guys see what Connor said on Locked on Phillies? He said he thinks that, uh, Zach Wheeler had a great start, and the bullpen's going to be fine and everything. Well, I didn't exactly say that. Bottom line is when I say something outlandish that you don't agree with, you can hop on bunches and talk about it. You chat about your team every day, just like how we talk about your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, And it's a great way to interact with your fellow fans so download the bunches app today and when you do our friends at bunches have featured the locked on mlb bunch in the discover tab so it's super easy to find you can also click the link in the descriptions or show notes to join the locked on mlb bunch community today so go ahead and check it out the best new way to talk about sports in such a focused way especially here at locked on is to go ahead and check out our friends over at bunches All right, Phillies-Blue Jays game two tonight, 7.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything you need there to listen to the hometown call, the Philly call of Phillies-Blue Jays tonight. And it's going to be a very interesting one uh, because the Blue Jays, highly favored in this one according to the ESPN Analytics. And the money line, Toronto minus one forty five on the money line. ESPN analytics has them as a sixty two point four percent chance to win tonight. I don't like either of those things because uh, it's the pitching matchup that really kind of scares me. Aaron Nola is on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. His numbers: nine and eight on the year record, wise a four four nine ERA, a one one four WHIP, which is pretty darn good. But he gives up too many home runs and one hundred and forty eight and a third innings pitched. He's given up twenty six home runs this year. Uh, nearly as many home runs as walks. That is when you know you're having a bad year or a really good year. And with his numbers where they're at, it indicates a bad year. He's facing off against Kevin Gosman. Now, Gosman's nine and six record-wise, so not too far off from Nola. He's got a one one four WHIP, exact same as Nola. But the ERA, Nola's is four four nine again. Uh, Gosman three zero four he's been really good too. And you just saw, uh, you say kakuchi had an ERA in the mid threes. This is low threes. And he's been pretty darn good. Plus, the strikeout, a major tool for Gosman. 139 in the innings pitch department, 183 strikeouts. He nearly has 50 more strikeouts than in innings pitched. That's pretty good. 34 walks in that, so he can work some walks off of him, but only 14 home runs surrendered. I mean, Gosman's just having a really good year for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. And I mean, his home ERA is 2.71. He's even better at home. It's going to be a tough, tough matchup for the Philadelphia Phillies tonight with Gosman on the mound. And of course, these are the ones where you almost feel like, as I swap my microphone, sorry about that. Uh, these are the games where it feels like, okay, well, the Phillies are going to hit this guy because, of course, they are. But it could be a tough night for Gosman. I'm looking at more so than the offense because I think the offense in the long run was going to be fine, right? Do I have slight concerns in the moment about the offense not scoring for three games now, going back to the second game of the Twin series? Yeah, I do. I totally get that. If you have concerns about that as well, I'm right there with you. My thing is I've seen a lot from a lot of the offensive players on this team, a lot of the hitters, to say that they're going to come out of it, they're going to be okay. What I haven't seen is consistency from Aaron Nola, and he had a good start last time out. If I could choose between the offense having a good night and Aaron Nola having a really good night, I'm choosing Aaron Nola. And I think that that gives the Philadelphia Phillies a real chance to win tonight's game. They're going to need Nola to be good because Gosman, I don't see him imploding. So that's my main focus tonight. What does Nola look like on the mound up there in Toronto? Going on the road, pitching in a place you don't normally play all that much in Toronto. I know they played there last year. Well, some of them played there last year. Bottom line. You don't want to a place that's not quite as familiar to you as some of your analyst opponents or other National League opponents. So how comfortable is Nola pitching in that building? I, I don't know, man. We'll see that tonight, but I'd need him to soldier through and I need him to put together another. I'd be comfortable with like six innings of two earned runs. That'd be a really good start. Six innings, five hits, two earned, five Ks. Cool. We get out of there and say, that's another good starting pitching performance against a playoff team. You can have that in the postseason, and it won't sink your season. It might not be the dominance that you expected from Marinola coming off of last year, but at this point in the season with what we'd seen, I will absolutely take that every time out from Marinola. Now, as far as the offense is concerned, um, you say Kikuchi, he's a um, hes a lefty. So guys have struggled against him, Schwarber, Harper. Uh, I mean, Scott didn't really, but uh, guys like that have trouble because of the arm angle and the way he throws. I mean I, – he looked zoned in from Jump Street last night, as did Zach Wheeler. With just the arm angle he throws from that, like lefty, almost three quarters, maybe a little bit lower than three quarters arm slot, throwing ninety six from there consistently. It's just very tough for lefties to pick up. I knew it was going to be a tough day for the Phillies uh, yesterday. I tweeted it out. I think like two batters into the game. Well, Gosman's a righty, so maybe Schwarber breaks out, makes up for that defensive uh, issue last night. Uh, maybe Harper shows off some power. Maybe Stotts in for one of those like. Big three for four days that we know he's capable of. Everything like that. Uh, I don't know who it is, but I'd be looking at the lefties to break out, and I'd be looking at the lefties to potentially hit the ball out of the yard. Uh, maybe you're hopping on sleeper, and you're putting together your uh, your sleeper, uh, eight-leg, little uh, parlay-type thing. Well, go ahead and uh, look at the Philadelphia Phillies, the left-handed hitters tonight, if you're going to touch anybody. But Gosselin, another guy, strikeout machine. The Phillies just struck out a bunch near the top of the order. Could be another long night for them in that capacity. I'm not going to be happy if the Philadelphia Phillies lose this game. In fact, that'll be the kind of four-game losing streak. Okay, let's wake up, guys. I'm going to start to get a little bit nervous there, but I will be. It will be a moral victory to see Aaron Nola have a great start tonight, and that's one of the main things I'm watching. So we'll go ahead and see. Uh, one more time, do want to let you know, 7:07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Phillies Blue Jays, Kevin Gosman, Aaron Nola, fun pitching matchup there. A lot to learn about some good pitchers down the stretch and an offense trying to bounce back for the Philadelphia Phillies. And you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Uh, Coming up as we wrap up, I want to get into the Sir Anthony Dominguez thing. If you think I let him off the hook a little bit earlier when we recapped last night's game, that's only because I'm going to get into him a lot more here and talk about how important he is for this Philadelphia Phillies team going forward as we push towards the postseason. All that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On Phillies. But first, though, let me tell you about my friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit Just so, just right. It fits in there perfectly. So the next time you need parts and accessories, well, head to eBay Motors. Because with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right. Could you imagine ordering a shirt online and there's a little check mark that pops up and says, this shirt's going to fit your body type perfectly? How awesome would that be? Well, guess what? Car parts, more expensive than t-shirts. And you just add your ride to the My Garage tab and look for the green check and you'll know the part that you're ordering is going to fit your car or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices as well. They're going to get you the best deals they can get you on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, we all know Seranthi Dominguez has not been himself this year for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's been in really rough shape. I don't know what in the world is going on with him, but he's in a really bad stretch right now. This could honestly be a send him down territory for just like a little bit to get his head right. They did it with Jose Alvarado last year, and he came back as one of the better left-handed relievers in baseball, and he's been outstanding this year. Maybe that's what he needs. I'm not sure exactly what the solution is for Seranti Dominguez to figure that out. Rob Thompson is going to have to work some magic with him and make sure he's working, though. And Caleb Cotham as well, uh, Philly's pitching coach, to get him right because he was a huge part of the team last year coming back and being able to throw down the stretch and knowing that you have two guys out of the bullpen in Seranti Dominguez and Jose Alvarado that were basically unhittable. Well, Seranti Dominguez, not only is he hittable, he's walking the park. And he's hitting guys in big spots. He just doesn't seem to have the stuff, the, con- the control, the confidence, none of that this year. So, again, that's on the manager to figure out what you would do with him there uh, as far as giving him rest, sending him down, giving him less stressful opportunities. I-, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. What I do know is how important he is to this team. So when you look at the bullpen, uh, take Sir Anthony Dominguez out of the equation. Here are the guys that I feel comfortable with come postseason. I feel good with Craig Kimbrough, obviously. Jose Alvarado, obviously. Um, I feel pretty good with Gregory Soto because of the stuff and ability and everything there. Uh, I feel all right with Jeff Hoffman. Okay, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that might be it. It might be those four guys right now. You can't win a World Series with four guys in the bullpen you trust they are going to be other teams throwing out five, six, seven guys that they're like, I feel good about this dude and this dude and this dude. And remember, the Phillies didn't add to the bullpen at the deadline. I really thought they were going to. I would have sworn on it. But, hey, they didn't. They feel good about it. So here, that's how important Sir Anthony Dominguez is. With Sir Anthony Dominguez available, well, then you can – or not available, but pitching well, you look at the bullpen and you say, okay, it's Kimbrel, it's Alvarado, it's Soto, it's Dominguez, it's Hoffman. It's all these other guys that can eat up innings. Or sorry, Matt Strom, I think, is another guy that's a playoff arm. I know he struggled at points this year. I think he's just kind of in a weird spot of the year where he started for a while and then he went into the bullpen for a while and now his body's like kicking in. Like, am I throwing a bunch or am I not? I think he's going to be fine in big spots. Like if Matt Strom walks on the mound, I'm not freaking out that the game's over. If Junior Marte walks on the mound, if Dylan Covey walks on the mound, I'm worried that game is over so i'm not trusting those guys Uh, andrew vasquez hasn't been bad but i'm not like i'm not sold on him Uh, so strom alvarado soto kimbrell kind of hoffman is five if you can get to six that's great and i'll tell you why because you're going to move one of these starting pitchers to the bullpen it might be christopher sanchez He's been really good this year. I like Christopher Sanchez a lot. That would put you to seven with Sir Anthony Dominguez. Six is nice. like six is where you want to be. Six trusted relievers in the postseason to go ahead and get through. The Phillies had to win 11 games last year uh, in the postseason or I guess they did win 11 games either to get to the World Series or in total. I don't know. Bottom line is that's you need five or six guys, ideally six to get through that. If you get to seven and Sir Anthony Dominguez is really good, well, that's when you turn into a World Series contending bullpen and not just a deep playoff push bullpen. So that shows you how important he is. Other than that, you're relying on Junior Marte. You're relying on Andrew Vasquez. You're relying on um uh why am I Dylan Covey to come in and try and take care of business in a postseason series for you. I'm not comfortable with that. And maybe they'll call up a Lottie, but uh I don't know why they haven't to this point. They know better than I do because I'm not watching Lehigh Valley every night. Uh, I just know that this team's bullpen in the postseason looks so much better with Sir Anthony Dominguez throwing well, and they need to get him going right. So that's the importance level of how good he needs to be, and he's been bad this year. So something needs to change with him in order for the Phillies to maximize their potential. Well, that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I appreciate you checking us out, Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Got to go get ready for the 7 o'clock start, so uh, you all take it easy, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.